Welcome back to the Road to Redemption podcast. I know it's been a while, and I'm sorry about that. Throughout this time off, I took a lot of time to reflect, and I'd like to share some of those reasons with you. I had to really dig deep to figure out why I started this podcast in the first place, and that reason is you. None of this is for money, and I want to see people overcome their struggles, um, like to bring them closer to God and to speak the truth. In all honesty, many months ago after my last episode, I lost the motivation and drive to do this. I didn't see how anything I could say or anything I did help anyone. I heard a quote one day that if you were the only person needed saving, God would still die for you. And this quote really gave me the strength to get back into podcasting. If I can help change one person's life, then I have succeeded in my book. A saint once said that, If we only knew how important one soul is to the Lord, that is my mindset really going forward. If God and I can change the destiny of one soul, then I've completed my mission. This is not just my mission, but all of ours in my opinion. Each of one of us is responsible not just for ourselves, but to another soul. Their destiny may depend on your action or lack thereof. I say it's time to take the mantle of discipleship. To lead people out of darkness in whatever occupation you may be in. That was one of my main reflections. Another reflection I had is that God calls all of us. Sometimes he places those little lights of inspiration on our hearts because he wants us to take courage and act on them. I have come to know that God's voice is the quietest voice, but most powerful. It bounces around loudest in your head until you address it. This podcast bounced around in my head for a very long time. But finally, I felt like I was ignoring a calling that I should and needed to act upon. According to the world, of course, this podcast would be stupid. There's no money involved, so why do it? But I knew deep down God is quietly and boldly calling me to do this. I know it is time to stop my needs, wants, and worldly desires so I can adequately be attuned to God's quiet voice. Let me ask you. Is there something on your heart that you know God has put there? I believe now is the time to act. St. Padre Pio once said, The grave is full with dead ideas. Don't put off what can be done today. A third reflection I had, and a big reason why I'm getting back into podcasting, is because of politics. I want to continue what I've been doing, but I feel it is important to speak the truth when it comes to political issues of the day. Because there is so much disinformation, gaslighting, and fake news. By everyone, it seems. Even when a person speaks the truth, which is rare these days because people always want to spin it one way, it gets drowned out by emotional reactions. I am determined to speak the truth about all issues, even when I disagree. I'll take an issue, or issues, that are currently happening, and add historical context, and speak the truth. My truth is guided by the teachings of Jesus, God's justice, not social justice, and the tenets of personal freedoms and responsibility each American and person in the world has to each other and ourselves. My personal views lean right on the political spectrum, but I am a truth seeker and I'm willing to get to the truth at all costs, no matter the outcome. I want to jump into my life a little bit. Um, I've definitely had my share of adversity in life and I want to share my experiences. First, a little background. I'm a triplet with two sisters, and I grew up in a medium-sized city outside outside of Toledo, Ohio. It's a pretty nice area with 
upper middle class neighbors. Um, I grew up I grew up in Catholic grade school, and it really kind of shielded me from the harsh realities those around me face. My father put me in like an inner city football team in fifth grade, and it was a really eye-opening experience. I got to experience firsthand some great individuals, and also not so great individuals. And it really gave me more of an empathetic mindset. Overall, I really enjoyed it. But it was really kind of hard seeing them not have a parent or two parents or being grown up with the aunt, uncle, grandparent. It was really hard because they never had that close father and mother figure in their life. But life was, wasn't without struggle for me, though. Growing up, my parents' jobs were hit really hard by the recession. We almost lost our house, and my parents busted their butts to keep sending us to Catholic education for both middle school and high school. The ex extra stress in the house as a result of the recession was unbearable at times. For those who have parents that constantly bicker, argue, and yell, I, I can definitely relate. It got so bad a couple times that I genuinely felt fear. Of course, being that young, I couldn't speak up, so that fear just built higher and higher until it eventually caught up to me later in life, which I'll explain later. So my mom, she's a really great woman. She's picky about things, but whose mom isn't? My dad, on the other hand, is a rough and tough man. He's a strong-willed person, and any of us that have a parent or parents like this will certainly understand. My father wanted what's best for me and my sisters, but he took it too far. He set us on rails and never really allowed us the freedom to think what kind of life we wanted. Like growing up, this was never an issue. All I cared about was sports and video games, of course. But as I got older, I realized how hard it was to speak up for myself, with such a commanding personality always controlling things. This too was going to catch up to me down the road. As I got into high school, I started to realize that baseball was a dream of mine. I did play football and basketball as well, but for time's sake, I won't go into it. I also started to realize just how important God was. My eyes were being opened and I started to realize that there's more to this world than the material world. Maybe then and there the seed was planted for my ultimate purpose. After high school, I attended another Catholic school and continued my dream of playing baseball. But this is where the hardest time in my life began. After a couple years, I realized the coach wasn't a great coach and really not a great person, and my studies were becoming overwhelming. My father made my one sister and I graduate in three years. This is where I should have spoken up. I was slowly starting to fall into depression, and I didn't even realize it. I was taking 18 to 21 credit hours while also trying to improve my baseball skills. It was just too much to handle. You're probably thinking, why did you not speak up? Well, firstly, I didn't realize it before it was too late. I was a driven individual, and I thought of speaking up as failure. Also, it had something to do with my father. He was such a controlling figure that I felt like I didn't have the power to speak up. It's kind of hard to understand unless you're in the situation. It's like... King George VI, if you've ever seen the movie The King's Speech, like him, I was afraid of my own shadow and didn't have the confidence in, confidence in my own opinion. 
So sure, I could have spoken up, but I had no contingency plan. So I kept my mouth shut and figured my dad had it all figured out, which was a big mistake. As my final year was halfway done, I realized that baseball wasn't a possibility with the amount of classes I was taking. My father also got the school to allow us to start the MBA program during our last semester of undergrad. On top of the MBA, I had 18 credit hours, and I was still planning on playing baseball in the spring. This was the first straw to break in a line of straws. For the first time in my life, I made the decision to stop playing baseball. Of course, my dad found manipulative ways to try to get me back into it, but he totally didn't understand. I was so sick of all the work I was trying to do. I had it. I was sick of his yelling and pushing that it almost in my subconscious way of getting back at him and giving my sanity a rest, which wasn't my intent to get back at him. Even though I felt I lost a part of myself when I stopped playing, I am proud of myself to this day to stick up for my life. It's a sad thing to say, especially when my own nemesis is my father. If you think my life has been hard up to this point, you're right, and it only gets harder. Throughout college and a little after college, I really struggled with an addiction. I won't go into it, but it was really hard to break. And the more my faith increased, the more I realized how hard it was to break. This mental and spiritual warfare was all going on while everything else was going on. It was a nightmare. To this day, I laugh about it because I cannot believe how I managed everything. Besides the addiction I was trying to, in vain to break, I was graduating from college, getting into law school, and continuing my MBA. And this is when things really got hard. After one year of law school, things absolutely fell apart. I want to backtrack for just one moment. During my year in law school, I was slowly gathering up the courage to think for myself and to determine if law school was right for me. Never before had I felt the freedom to think for myself, and I was sick of not only that, but only doing what my dad told me to do. In my head, I said, why the heck am I going to law school? What's my ultimate purpose? Purpose, struggling through this. Is it because my dad said so, or because I actually enjoy it? So, fast forward. My addiction started eating me from the inside out, and I realized I just couldn't break it. This is when my mental state hit rock bottom. I saw myself as a failure, not just because I failed at breaking the addiction and the shame that comes with it, but because I dropped out of law school. I hoped that I would really be a good law student, but, you know, I was average. Everyone always seemed miles ahead of me, and way smarter than me. On top of this, the COVID restrictions were put into place, and it kept me inside the house with nothing to do. In essence, I was at home with nothing to do, school was done, so I had no routine, and I was locked away with my negative thoughts that were overwhelming. In my head, my life became meaningless. I went into the deepest, blackest, darkest hole. Like, all life, meaning, and joy disappeared. Just imagine every single joy you have is absolutely and totally sucked out of you. Not You don't have any more goals or dreams, and you don't want them either. That's the biggest thing. I lost all faith and hope in this life to the point I didn't want to live it anymore. Nothing gave me joy. I know goals. Even if I did, why should I work towards it? It didn't mean anything anymore. That was the scariest thought. For about four months, I battled through hell. My hell wasn't fire and brimstone. It was fighting tooth and nail for my sanity. 
Each day I woke up, I had a knot in my throat because the anxiety and depression was so great. I had to take naps midday because it was the only way I could rest my mind from the overwhelming thoughts. Besides the thoughts telling me everything was meaningless, I tortured myself too. I just couldn't figure out what gave me meaning anymore. For so long growing up, I had someone to tell me what gave me meaning. That's when I finally began thinking for myself, and it became a double-edged sword. For four or five absolutely grueling months, I stayed at home and read books and napped. I had no will to do anything. Did I think about killing myself? Well, yeah. Every day for about eight months. Even when it felt like I was losing all my sanity. I had enough sense that killing myself wouldn't solve anything. I also knew with the little sense that I had left that God had me for a reason. Even if my mental state told me otherwise. So the only thing I could do was grind through it. And grind through it, I did. After a while, I was able to get on medication and find a job. My will to enjoy life very, very slowly but surely reappeared. And my amazing girlfriend and family did a great job of being so helpful and supportive. And then now I have the confidence and the will to go back to law school. My joy for life is slowly coming back. And up until recently, the dark thoughts and severe anxiety have kind of eased away. Do I still have bad days? Well, yeah, but... They aren't as prevalent. I'm now 24 years old, but I feel like I've lived three lifetimes. And I want to share what I've learned. First and most importantly, in my opinion, never give up. Why? Because there's a God. I realize God created me for a really important reason. If he didn't think of creating me, I wouldn't be important, right? Since I'm here, I must have a divine purpose only I can accomplish. And if God has something for me to do, it must be extremely important. My mission may incorporate other people, so not only is me and my mission important, but other people are as well. Therefore, giving up means I have failed God, myself, and others. And I am not a failure. I was made by Christ and for Christ to change the world so that souls can get to heaven. I realize that if I give up, other people will too. Another lesson I learned is that no matter what happens, there's no need to worry. Before my darkest times, I was a constant worry about everything. Now I look forward to the light when darkness surrounds me. There really is no need to worry about anything. I know that life is tough and the weight of responsibilities can cause extreme worry, so I get that. But God himself commands us not to worry. People used to tell me that a little bit of anxiety is normal. No, it's not. If you come to understand as I do, you'll know that when you get to heaven, you'll know how stupid it was to worry. St. Padre Pio, one of my inspirations, as you've noticed, who's been attributed with many miracles, once said, Pray, hope, and don't worry. Worry is useless. Our merciful Lord will listen to your prayer. If a man such as this, that has experienced visions of Christ, tells me not to worry, I'm not going to worry. I realize that whatever I do in life, I will do it 100%, and that failure is guaranteed in being a parent, a boyfriend, in your job. It's everywhere. When I fail, I do not consider myself a failure anymore. I take up my cross and keep going just as Jesus did on the road to Calvary. Therefore, worry is incredibly useless.
So I want to finish with one last final lesson. I have many more, but I'll save them. My last life lesson is that suffering is not a bad thing anymore. Don't feel fear the trials of this life, because the crown of glory awaits you in heaven. St. Pio once said again, Make an effort with steadfast patience this new trial. The mercy of the Eternal Father has reserved many crowns for you because of this present trial. I've also seen many quotes and sayings that God has you exactly where you are. If this is so, I fear nothing because my victories are being counted in heaven. If God wants to send me all the torments of hell, then I'll graciously accept because I've already been through hell. And I know that everything and every battle has a purpose. There is a purpose to everything. So I will not waste one moment complaining and worrying because my suffering is not just for me, but for others as well. They are counting on me and you, and we will not let them down.